word, and thank you for this word specifically. God, I ask that you would help us to do what you're calling us to do today, so that we can get a fresh start, a fresh power, a fresh anointing, a fresh wind, fresh fire, and that we can move forward powerfully for you not being slowed down by anything. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen, amen, amen. So, um, last time I was up here, which was, I think, six weeks ago, I'm pretty sure that's how the rotation works. Um, if you were here, I talked about I talked about blood, um, and I want to rectify something because it's been a while, and I've been thinking about it for six weeks. Maybe you haven't, but I have. When I was telling my story in the beginning, I talked about how I have uh, something called factor five lighten, and I said, "Oh, and they told me that I have one gene, which means that you're like eight times more likely to clot." And then, then I talked about my history of steroid use, which. Um, makes you like, way, 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 like so much more likely to develop blood clots. What I forgot to say was that I actually have both genes. So not only was God sustaining me with, with that one genetic problem, which multiplied me to like a factor of eight, he, he sustained me where I was multiplying my, my genetic multiplier of like 800 times more likely to clot, and I like quadrupled that. You know, so whatever the math is there, you can see Paul Rashby after service for a little bit of engineering notes and some math. But, you know, I think a lot of times we get, we, we forget what he saved us from. Like, we kind of move past it. It's, it's almost like we think that we grow out of it. Like, I'm past that. I've, I've grown up now. I don't, I don't really deal with that anymore. When really we carry, like I carry, those scars in my veins, we carry those scars with us. And with that in mind, I'm, I, you know, last time I talked about blood, I don't want you guys to know I'm not going to start like a goth metal band or anything like that, but today I'm going to talk about death. And I know maybe that's not what you're expecting to hear about on Palm Sunday at the 9.30 service, but I didn't want to, I just feel like it's what God has for you today. And I think it's going to be, I know it's going to set somebody free, me if nobody else. So I want to talk today out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And um, while you're turning there, Lately, it's so funny how God works. I feel like what pastor's been talking about on Sundays and during midweek, and uh, like just like the other sources that I listen to and the things that I read, and then what I've been teaching about in Catalyst, everything seemed, it feels like it's just been building up to this moment for me. And I don't know what he's going to talk about today, but the Holy Spirit's the Holy Spirit, so it's going it's to be good. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But... God just keeps, like, over and over again telling me, like, you, you need to put, like, lay down the weight. Drop the weight. Recently, we, we talked about, two weeks ago in Catalyst, we talked about First uh, Peter, where he says, cast all your fears, all your cares and anxieties on God because he cares for you. And then this last week, without realizing and connecting the dots, we talked about Hebrews 12.1, which you don't have to put on the screen yet, Elena. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, where it says, lay aside every weight. Everything that slows you down. Everything that slows you down on the sin that so easily trips us up. 
as we run this race called life. And it just keeps building and building, and I think, I know, that God spoke to my spirit that's been building to this. Because the most frustrating thing that you can do while trying to walk with Jesus, while trying to be a Christian, is to try to do it by yourself. It feels like you're hitting, you keep, just keep hitting your head against the wall. Bam, bam, bam. Why am I not making any progress? Bam, bam, bam. Why am I not moving forward? Why am I still stuck in this thing? Why is this old sin pop back up again? Why am I still here? It's frustrating. It builds this tension between who you want to be, between who you know God wants you to be, and who you're being right now. There's this tension, and it's pulling from you, pulling on you, rather, from both directions. You go a little this way, and then the old, and then it just pulls you back. There's that old sin again, pulling you back the other direction. I want to make progress, and then it just pulls you back. And you feel like for every two steps forward you take, it's one or two or three steps back. It's weight. It's heavy. It weighs you down. It slows you down. It trips you up. It's just frustrating to try to live as a Christian that way, because there's a difference. What's the difference between the old you and the new you? The Holy Spirit. So the old thing, the thing that keeps popping back up and slowing you down or tripping you up, it's fun for a minute, and then it's over. And it doesn't feel good anymore, because the Spirit of Jesus Christ lives inside of you and doesn't like that very much. You can override it, but then it's like, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Are you tired of tripping? Are you tired of being weighed down and slowed down? Are you tired of slogging through the race when you want to be running? I want to help you push forward today. I believe God wants to set you free today. You know, in Palm Sunday, which is wonderful, I had a Facebook memory that popped up. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but Facebook is for old people, because I teach to the young adult ministry here. I lead it on Wednesday nights, and uh, I found that out in the last couple of years that Facebook is actually for old people. So <laughs> I have no other social media, so here I am. You know, I had a memory pop up that five years ago, yesterday actually, so April Fools, I guess, we fell on the second, uh, it's on Palm Sunday. I don't even remember what the post said, but essentially the gist of it was, the come and be made brand new. The catalyst, you have these wristbands that I made. And our tagline, our, our catchphrase, our slogan, I'm not smart enough, I don't have a business degree to know what it actually is, but it's, I am made new. Yeah. God wants to make you brand new today. Yeah. Uh, 
If you're ready, say, I'm ready. I'm ready. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I believe God has something to address our need today. Did I tell you 14 or 13 to start? 14. All right. We're going to start at verse 14. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. There's that tension that I was talking about a minute ago. And really, up until I walked up here, I guess I didn't realize that that's really what Palm Sunday is about. It's this tension. Because everybody's like, Hosanna, yeah, he's the Messiah, he's, he's going to set us free, he's going to do it the way that we've been thinking he'll do it for so long. But he wrote in humble. Meek. And he did it different than everybody thought he was going to do it. And he did it through death. And then through life, which we'll get to in a moment. There's that tension. Since we believe that Christ died for all. Everybody say all. all. That means you. That means me. We also believe that we have all. Everybody say all. all. Died to our old life. There's that tension. There's that weight. There's that thing that's slowing you down. And it's like just like it seems like it always grabs you by one leg, so you're like dragging it. You're like, oh, can I be done with this? You're just dragging it along. Since we believe that he died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everybody who's got their act together um, and attends church regularly. He died for people who are really with the program and clean their life up before they came to church. He died for people who dress right and act right. Oh. He died for everyone. Everyone. He died for everyone so that those who receive, that means it's a choice. If you don't hear anything else, I say the rest of today, the rest of my remaining 38 minutes. It's a choice. You get to choose. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. And I'm like, I, I'm more psyched for Easter than I've ever been. I don't, it's just this tension. It's just building. Everything is building. He died for everyone, including you, me, so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. And that's something that you can repass so quickly, but you don't have to live for just yourself anymore. You're called to more now. Because if you receive this gift, you don't live for just you. You live for him. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised. Everybody say and. And was raised for them. There's that tension again. Over and over through this, it's tension. He died and was raised. 
You've died to your old life, now you're called to live a new life. It's got you by one ankle, but you're living free. So why is it with me? Why is it still here? Why am I still dragging it? Why am I still weighed down? Why am I still heavy? Why am I still slow? Why is it still hard? Why am I so frustrated? Because it's a choice. Who died and was raised from them, for them. Hebrews 12, 1, and you can read it on the Sky Bible if you'd like. I heard that term this week and I was pretty excited about it. <laughs> Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. I'm going to read verse 2, even though I didn't give it to Elena. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and, everybody say and, and, and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. There's that tension. It's tension. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. You know, there's so much tension. And we'll talk about it. I'll, we'll talk about it more in a little bit, but it's just like, it's full of tension. This, this life is about tension. It's about what's pulling you where. Back to 2 Corinthians. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. How many this is this is besides, this is outside of my what I had prepared for you today, but you need to stop evaluating others from a human point of view. That's when all those prejudices come out. That's where that's where hatred and envy and jealousy and anger and pride really. That's where all that stuff comes from. Because that person is made in God's image too. No different than you. Whether they're a believer or not. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. Right. How differently we know him now. When you get to know Jesus, last time I was up here when I was talking about blood, today now that I'm talking about that, because maybe I'll start a metal band, I don't know. But I'm a drummer. If anybody wants to play guitar, you'll probably get Brian to sign up. We're looking for a singer. Um, yeah, Katie, she can do it. When you get to know him, like when you really get to know him, it changes you. It's not that you can't still evaluate people from a human point of view, it's just that it feels uncomfortable. It doesn't fit. It doesn't, you're able to see things a way that you couldn't see them before when you really get to know him. Things aren't the same. 
how differently we know him now. This means that anyone, everybody say anyone. This is the same as the everyone. This this isn't the people that have their act together. That start out educated. This isn't, it doesn't say, this means that everybody who knows their Bible really well. It doesn't say, this means that everybody who's already really good at being a Christian. It doesn't say, this means that people who have it figured out, that haven't fallen and tripped in years, you could have had a moral misgiving, a failure on the way to church. Today, this means that anyone, any single one, every single one who belongs to Christ has become a new person. All of them. I just really want you to be free today. Everyone who belongs to Christ Jesus has become a new person. Everyone. You don't have to have it figured out. You don't have to have not fallen in the last 36 hours or the last 36 years. You're new. You can steal our tagline. I am made new. And if you're not new, if you don't think you're new, if you don't know you're new, you can be new today. Today can be the first day that you can belong to Christ Jesus and be brand new. With that, sorry, I gotta get a Kleenex here. I don't wanna, I don't wanna snot all over my object lesson. So, so what's the problem? What slows us down? What trips us up? Because you're already new. I'm speaking specifically to the people that know that they already are, but they still feel like they're being slowed down. Like something's hanging them up. It says, the old life is gone. And a new life has begun. So how do you slow yourself down when you have a new life? You hang on to the old one. I brought a dead body with me today. John's emotionally prepared. He's not actually dying. You have a bad shoulder? Okay, good. You're dead. When you have a dead body, when you have an old life, there's an old man. You're not old. When you have an old, he's not very much older than me. When you have an old man, 
the old man is gone, it says, and a new life has begun. So if you want to slow yourself down, I can give you a pro tip. All you have to do, can I have your hand? Yeah, scoop from it. All you have to do is try and drag this thing around with you everywhere you go. Because guess what? The old man and I weigh almost exactly the same. Some of you think that your, your old person is just kind of little. Well, it's not that big of a deal. It's just like a little, like it's, just, it's like a little mini me. It's like a small version of me. The old me. I just keep it around for old time's sake. When you drag it around with you, you can't really make progress. And guess what? You can't see where you're going. I can't drag it facing forward. Because I'm not strong enough. So what do you do? You have a couple options. Oh yeah, you guys are wondering what this is for, weren't you? <laughs> Those of you that stood up and saw it close enough. You have a couple options. Be claustrophobic. No, I'm good. You can cover it up. You can pretend it's not there. I don't struggle with it, not really. I'm just, you know, like, it's just, I'm just moving slow. You can pretend. Here, be slightly on, like, less dead for a second. Roll this, sit up, or roll this way, let's get you on. You can cover it up. Or, Randy, can you come here and hold this mic for me for a second? I need two hands. Yeah, at least you're not the guy that's dead, right? Or, you can put it on a tarp. You can put it on some excuses and help it slide easier. You know, it's not that hard for me to drag it around. It's easier. It's just me. I'm just brutally honest. No, you're a jerk. That's just the way that I am. That's just the way God, no, it's not. That's sin. He didn't make you a hateful person. He didn't make you unforgiving. Your trauma doesn't define you. Everybody has it. Your trauma does not define you. It doesn't make you who you are. That's an excuse. Nothing more, nothing less. You want to be slow, but make it a little bit easier? Just come up with lots of excuses. This is just who I am. I'm just, you know, kind of a control freak. I'm just OCD. I'm just this. I'm just that. Enough. Be done. Stop. You wonder why you're hitting your head against the wall spiritually. I can tell you why. You're slow. You're not making progress because you're dragging something heavy. And guess what? It's dead. You don't need it. What are you dragging it around for anyway? Sentimental value? Are you going to tell people about it at parties? Who wants to do that? Who wants to see that? Oh, I just, yeah, this is my friend. This is dead Paul. <laughs> That's kind of weird, man. I know, but, you know, it means a lot to me. 
So I just kind of keep these memories really close to the front, right here, like right here in my heart. So close that I can just bring them up whenever I need to. Whenever I'm feeling down or somebody makes me mad. Hey, helper. <laughs> can you go back to mommy? You'd be my little mini-me. You'd have been perfect for that part. Yeah. <laughs> I'll lay on the draw. Stop! Quit dragging it around. Nobody wants to see it. Not even you. Right? Enough! Be done! Can we give a hand clap for the world? Submitted to Christ, if you put your hand in His, He's pulling you. We don't need, we don't need a, a caboose to take up the rear of your old dead self. It's time to be done. Move forward. Move on. If you're feeling slow, if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you can't get traction, it's because you're pulling too much dead weight. Stop. You don't need it. You don't want it. It's that tension. Because I get it. It's part of your story. It's part of who you are. Which makes it hard to leave behind. And it's, it's the easy thing to do to say, well, somebody else made me this way. Right. I'm stuck this way. Because I'm broken. Because I'm bleeding. Because I feel dead inside. Now we know one man who can fix that problem. Yeah. And his name is Jesus. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone, everybody say anyone, anyone. who belongs to Christ <clears throat> has become a new person. That's you. That's me. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God. All of it. Again, you could read by this so fast. You cannot even think about what it means. All of this? All of it? Yeah. There's two gifts. The old one is gone. It's gift one. Old you is dead. New life is here. It's gift one. Old you is dead and gone. I don't mean like a little bit dead. I don't mean like kind of dead. I don't mean like half alive. I don't mean like life support. I mean like graveyard. Dead. More dead. It's gone. Second one is a new life. 
He doesn't just take something away. That's the thing I, w- I want to drive this home. He doesn't just take something away from you. He doesn't just like, well, let's just, let's just give me your personality. Give me who you define yourself to be for all these years. I'm just going to take it away from you. He doesn't just take the old stuff. He gives you something new, something better, something whole, something that isn't broken, something that's not tied up and not, something that's not heavy and dead and lifeless and slow, that weighs you down. He doesn't just take, take it away. He gives you something brand new in its place. That's the, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. He, he gives you the light thing. He gives you the ability and the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit to move forward. Looking where you're going. He might only give you one step at a time, but you can see ahead. He is a a light to your feet. He's going to light your path. He's going to help you see which way to go. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given this task of reconciling people to him. That's what I want to do today. That's my goal for you. If you feel like you're not reconciled with God, I want I so desperately want you to be today. Because today can be your day. Today can be the day where that old dead stuff, even though you've been a believer for a long, long, long time, you can leave that behind. And you can reconcile that part of yourself to it can be whole. You don't have to drag that dead weight. For God was in Christ. Emmanuel. God with us. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. He didn't send someone else. He didn't give you a list. He didn't give you a program. He didn't say you have to meet this bar, this bar, this bar, and then I'll think about letting you join my special club. For anyone. Because he died for everyone. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Everybody say, sin is dead. Sin is dead. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. It means like making it right. Yeah. Because you know. Right? The 9.30 <coughs> Sunday school is a little different than the 10.30. Mm-hmm. Like I know that if you're here, you have like a sweatshirt in your closet that says GFG, which stands for Gangster for God. <laughs> I just know that you do. So I know that I'm speaking to a group of people that have that want to do it right, that want to follow him, that want to be whole, that don't want to be slowed down by dead weight. That reconciliation, that, that, that act of being made right, it doesn't just mean for like the whole you, because we as seasoned believers can think that that's, like that we've grown out of that. And you have them. Yeah. Yeah. Paul said, I die daily. Yeah. Yeah. Like not once in a while. 
right? That flesh wants to come back. Your old self, it would love nothing more than to grab your ankle and slow you down. So we can think it's for somebody else, but there's parts of us that we still need to reconcile to him, to give him control over, to allow him to make right. Wonderful message of reconciliation. Verse 20, and I'm almost done. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we when we plead in the NLT. Come back to God. I don't know you. I mean, I know a lot of you, but I don't I don't know you. I don't know you the way that Christ knows you, that God knows you. He knows. Keeping that piece of you, that arm, that leg, the object lesson wasn't going to get that serious. <laughs> Keeping that with you in a tarp so you can just bring it around with you everywhere. He knows. And I know you're scared. Give that piece of you up. Because being angry is how you control the environment around you. Because over-controlling is how you manage your inability to, to like let it go. So I'm going to control all of it. Nobody's going to get close to my kids. Nobody's going to do this to my family. Nobody's going to hurt me again. He already knows. And you don't have to be scared that he's just going to take that part of you that feels like an anchor away and just let you drift. Because he doesn't do that. He's not in the business of just letting people drift. It's that's not who he is. That's not what he does. He loves you too much. If he takes something away from you, he's going to replace that part with something unbroken. Amen. We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. He didn't send someone else. He came himself. So that there could be a way for you to come back to God. For God made Christ, verse 21, who never sinned. Never. Never ever. Not once ever. To be the offering for our sin. I like the NIV, which isn't up there. It says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. So that we could be made right with God through Christ. NIV says that we could be the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. He doesn't just take something away. Because maybe it feels pretty good to cling on to that one thing. Right? That anchor. 
This is holding me down. This gives me control. If I'm angry enough, if I'm bitter enough, nobody can hurt me. Or the opposite. If I give myself away enough, then I'll have love. If I overdo, if I overinvest in everyone to the point where I'm empty and drained and have nothing left, then I'll know that I'm effective. Then I'm loved. Then I'm worthy. Then I'm worth it. And both are wrong. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. John, can you bring uh, the last piece up here? Yes, when you are quite so tired. I don't want to be Jesus today. <laughs> when you hang on to the old self, you can pull a little tighter than that. When you hang on to the old self, you're stuck here like this. Because the Bible doesn't say that sin in the old man is like relaxed. That it's just easy going and it's just kind of like this thing that's in the closet that you talk about sometimes of who you used to be. In Genesis, God said that sin is crouching like a lion, like a tiger, like it's waiting to get you. Amen. It doesn't... Your sin, the thing that has you, that tightens up, It doesn't just want you a little bit. Your enemy, yeah. Satan, doesn't want you just a little bit. It's not just for you that he's after. Last week at 9.30, if you weren't here, you missed it. Because Trish was talking about how he wants your, not just you, he wants your whole family. And some of that stuff can move forward by you acting as the old man, the dead man. Right. Yeah. You give him a great big, huge, gigantic foothold. You can build a ladder for him. Right. By acting out of your flesh. By acting out of the old man. But Well, that's how my old man raised me. That's how my family was. That's how I came up. And you can tighten it up a little bit now. Not too tight, though. Like I said, I want to meet Jesus today. I don't want the object lesson to go too deep into death. When he, when God sets you free, he doesn't set you free just a little bit. Because how am I going to live life for Christ like this? If God says, hey, I need you to take this two-handed blessing. Well, I can't. I have one hand here, so I'm not strangled by my old self. Let me see if I can hold it in one hand. It'll fall. God has more for you than one-handed blessings. He, he has more for you. So how do we fix it? That's really the question, right? How do we move forward? 
How do I make progress? Where do I go? What do I do? Well, for starters, you're in a great place. You're here. So you're doing better than you think you are. Because you could be anywhere. God has you right here. We can be made right with God through Christ. So that means in Romans 6 6, can you bring it up? Because I can't flip it with this. I mean, I could maybe. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when Christ died, for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. I give you a two, and since we died with Christ, we know that we will also live with Him. There's that tension. So how do I move forward? What do I do right. when it tightens up on me? Right. When I feel like I can't breathe? When I can't catch the next blessing because I've got one hand that's busy, keeping me from suffocating under the weight of my old self? It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. You get to choose today and every day whether or not you're going to leave the old man dead and buried or you're going to dig him up and drag him on a tarp or drag him by one hand and not look where you're going. It's a choice. Before, before you met Christ, everybody say before. before. Before you met Christ, you didn't have a choice. Sometimes it feels like it's the easy button. When you just come to Christ and then the Christian life is just a cakewalk after that. You're never going to struggle with lust again. You're never going to struggle with control again. You're never going to be angry again. You're never going to want to try and take things back out of God's hand again. I've got news for you. That's not how it works. You have to die daily. Daily you have to be crucified with Christ. Because when he died for you, he didn't hit the easy button for you. You don't have to be amazed at all the things that you can do now that you're a Christian. You, you have to be amazed that there's a way at all. Because when he came into contact with you and you made the choice to say, I yield to you, God. You're the boss. You're the Lord over my life. Not me, not anymore. When that happened, he gave you a choice. He put the knife in your hand. It's up to you whether or not you're going to use it to cut the rope. Because sin, thank you, John, doesn't control you, doesn't control you anymore. It's not the boss. He is. It's not the boss. He is. He's in control. He is in control. He is in control. Because everyone, everyone who's died to their old selves by coming in contact with Christ Jesus and saying yes, you're the boss. You're the Lord. Everyone 
has died to, them old, to their old selves and is now alive with Christ. You're, you, you died, you're buried with him when you're baptized and you're brought back up a brand new person. You're new. It's not the old you anymore. And the old you doesn't even have power anymore. You're the one that gets to choose whether or not it stays around. Use the knife. Cut the rope. Because it wants you. And it wants you, it wants you, it wants your family, it wants everything you have. The weight slows us down. Sin trips us up. Cut the rope. Stop bringing it with you everywhere you go. For God made Christ who never sinned. To be the offering for our sin. When Jesus hung on the cross, and here's the tension. On Palm Sunday, when everybody was shouting and saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest. They thought they knew what they were worshiping. Right. I don't know why the sleep keeps falling. Sometimes, as Christians, as people who've been around the, the Christian block, who've been, come, who've been with Christ for a long time, raise your hand if you've been with Jesus for more than 10 years. That is so awesome. But you can trick yourself into thinking you can think you're worshiping him for one reason. And you can be saying, Hosanna, yeah, you set me free, like military figure, like you're going to fight the bad guys off for me. That's not how he did it. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, to be our sin. So he didn't just die on the cross and it was like sort of this symbolic thing where it didn't, it, there was no personal attachment to you. Right. He died as Paul Weisbro. Right. All of my sins were contained in the body of Christ, Amen. but God sacrificed him right. on the cross. Right. You died on the cross. The old man died on the cross and was set free Amen. a couple days later when Jesus came back up out of that tomb. You're risen to new life, and it's time to start walking in it. Let's stand. I want you to be reconciled today. I want you to feel whole today. I can't do it. I can want it for you as bad as I do, because I do. But it's a choice. Cut the rope. Leave the old man in the ground. Quit burying it and bury it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day.